Hey, this is Troy and Scott from Who Cares About Men's Health. We're taking a little bit of a break this summer, but uh, we wanted to share with you again one of our favorite episodes from the last six months. This is the 40 Push-Up Challenge with Ernie Reimer. And this was a challenge where Scott and I got to challenge each other to see who is superior at doing push-ups. I still <laughs> feel that I am the superior push-up doer in this challenge, but I think Scott would disagree. <laughs> That's not what this was about. It wasn't about a competition. <laughs> I, I, don't, I didn't see it that way. <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't. Uh, it, was, it was about a research study that came out that said that uh, guys that can do 40 or more push-ups tend to have less chance of uh, developing heart disease. It's a good kind of just overall uh, assessment of your health. And we had the senior sports scientist for U of U Athletics teach us how to do a push-up. Talk about overkill, but it was a lot of fun. We'll be back with new episodes coming up soon. But in the meantime, enjoy the 40 push-up challenge with Ernie Reimer. I think we just need to, to do this and see if we can actually do 40 push-ups at one push-up per second. Let's hear this metro. Are we going to die at, at 55 or are we going to are we going to make it a little bit longer? That seems kind of slow. Let's see how it, it goes. It won't seem slow when you're about <laughs> 25, 30 in. <laughs> exactly. Who cares about men's health? Well, we got a room full of guys right here who care about men's health, and hopefully you do too. My name is Scott Singpill. I am the senior producer of thescoperadio.com, and I care about men's health. And I'm Dr. Troy Madsen. I'm an emergency physician at the University of Utah, and I care about men's health. I am Dr. Ernie Reimer, and I am the... Director of Sports Science for University of Utah Athletics, and I care about men's health. Just to be straight, um, you work with the football team, the basketball team? Technically, like, I work for the entire athletics department. Okay, so um, you work with a lot of athletes here at the U, so I figured, Troy, uh, who better to bring in to talk to us about our push-up form? That's right. <laughs> he goes from elite athletes to uh, whatever we are. <laughs> A, a very, very important topic and use of time. All right. <laughs> good. We're glad. We're, we're glad. We're glad we're a good use of your time compared to the football team and, and the ski team and, and women's volleyball. <laughs> Actually, there's a reason why we're talking push-ups today. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Because there's a research study out there that says that um, men who can do 40 or more push-ups have a 96% less chance of a cardiovascular incident than men that can do 10 or fewer push-ups. And this is, well, this really? is interesting. So I looked into this. This is firefighter, firefighter data. So firefighters go through regular, you know, health assessments. And as part of that, it's a timed metronome, one push up per second. So these are pretty fast push ups. Oh, one push up per second. One push up per okay. second. So okay. that's why I, I was trying to do 40 push ups and I cannot do 40 push ups. But there is no way you're going to do like a full extension push up at one per second. True. No chance. There's no way. So these are fast. These are more like pulses. Right. I mean, that's I, probably is that your that's take what on it, it has to be if, yeah. if you're trying to do one push up per second. Yeah. It's one per second metronome timed. And then those who got to 40 or more had much better cardiovascular health. So it's almost more even a, a cardio thing at that point. I think there's strength in it. But I think if you're doing one per second, it's just a fast pulse. And it's. Is it down one and up in one? Nope. Full push up in one second. Yeah. So and there's I've no way these, you'd be able to yeah, do a full range no push up with good technique at yeah. that rate. And I've right. seen these assessments done, and that's essentially how it is. These guys are just going fast. I could probably, I can do 35 at really? my own tempo. But by the time, I, I, by the time I'm about 32, yeah. I'm just about done. And those okay. last three are tough, but yeah. that's not one a second. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. All right. So yeah. um, we want to check our push-up form. So how are we going to do this to see what our risk is? You know, I'm a little bit hesitant to ask everyone in this room or to even encourage everyone in this room to suddenly just try to do 
a bunch of push-ups cold turkey because it kind of breaks <laughs> without any warming up without but, having any yeah. idea Ernie, of what been you guys for this. do you've been preparing I'm trying for to this? catch scott off guard here so let's do this okay are you saying ernie that you're concerned that we haven't done any sort of warm-up or are you concerned that you don't know what our physical capabilities are at this point and we're going to just full on go into trying to do 40 push-ups blow a muscle if we're talking about doing exercise that's reasonable and sustainable i mean as a certified strength conditioning coach (laughs) one i would like people to be properly warmed up before just throwing them into the fire (laughs) and 40 push-ups and two without having any background information on your activity (laughs) levels besides dr madsen who runs hills and does push-ups to prepare for running hills which seems strange but i'd be concerned so maybe we can just coach up some push-up technique okay let's focus on our technique that's let's start where you started and just focus on technique all right that's a good that's a good idea rather than focusing on going all out for the 40 and maybe we need to do that another day warm up yeah, after we All warm right. up and um, and after we get our technique passed, yes, because let's, let's let's yeah, I I like it. I, I want to see is is this good technique for a push up? Okay, great. Let's do this. Yeah. So who's going first? So I I'll go first. You want to you want to demonstrate? Yeah. So I'll I'll show you how I understand how to do a push up, which is you keep your elbows in. You know, you don't stretch your elbows out. It's like that, and then you want to keep your body in a straight line. The thing I'm not sure about is if my back bows or if I'm keeping a straight back, are there other considerations I need to keep in mind? I, th- I think you got it. Gen- in general, I am going to de-emphasize keeping the elbows tight to the body, probably more of a neutral position. So if this is fanned out. Which is a little uh, beyond, um, uh, how would you That's a 90 that? degrees right there. Yeah. Right? Elbow this out. would be to the sides. Maybe uh-huh. you're just somewhere in the middle, maybe 45 like degrees 45. or just a rough, mm-hmm. okay. a, a natural neutral position. And that's good to hear because I was going to say I do not keep my elbows in. So Scott's going to Scott's going to start us off here. He's getting he's getting prepared, preparing the floor space. So he's got brown dress shoes. He has brown he's dress got shoes, <laughs> jeans, a dress shirt. He's got <laughs> jeans on, a belt, he has a argyle nice dress socks, argyle <laughs> socks. <laughs> We're moving off his equipment. His out face of the has way. now turned red. How do you do push-ups? I mean, I thought that's how you dress for push-ups. I you know some days I do. It just depends just depends how I'm feeling that day. <laughs> yes, sir. This is it. He's down. He's up. Down, up. It looks okay. like he's going down. Go ahead and pause all the way. real quick. Let's talk okay. about this. So he's what up. I would like to see with this full range of motion push-up is lift your chin up a little bit and let's just, you know, stretch that out and touch the chest to the ground. Okay. So he's there going all the go. way down, chest down. And I would rather ground. your chest touch the ground rather than your hips touch the ground. Now you're doing a great okay. job. Your hips weren't touching the ground, but you want to be mindful of that as you do more reps and become more taxed. What will start to happen is that your hips will start to sag. The hips will touch the ground. And now it's really a hip up instead of a push up. So the more the focus is getting the chest down to touch the ground and bringing your head back a little bit. So it's not like your chin's getting in the way. And then do you want to to keep your hips from falling down? Do you squeeze your glutes? Well, actually, you want to engage your abdominal muscles. Okay. So if I'm squeezing my glutes, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> well, you can you can squeeze your glutes. I know they're taking a photo of you while we're doing this. But so clearly he was squeezing his glutes. <laughs> but I don't think squeezing this your glutes is, now, is going to be the thing muscles. that keeps your hips up in the air. I think the engagement of your abdominal muscles is what will keep your hips in the air. And does so that this, mean does that mean I I engage them by flexing like I'm going to take a punch or I suck in? Neither. I think that if you simply just try to keep your hips up, then the abdominal muscles will engage. So 
So if you think about it, have you ever done just a forward bridge when you're trying to just train your core by doing a forward bridge? I haven't. No. And if you were to do that and you're, what happens when the abdominal muscles get tired is the hips start to sag. Yeah. So just think of yourself doing a bridge the whole time while you're doing the push-up, so that mm -hmm. your emphasis is on the upper part of your torso touching the ground rather than your abdomen or your hips. Okay. That makes sense. And it really makes the push-up, yeah, because I remember as we talked about those five exercises, we didn't talk about doing sit-ups or anything for the abs, but this clearly becomes an exercise for your abs as well. It certainly could. And the, the reality is that when you are exercising and you're performing these whole body exercises like lunges or squats, the energy or the force that's being produced in your lower body has to transmit through your upper body to maintain posture or to actually engage your upper body into an action. So the core is active if you are maintaining some decent posture. Makes sense. So my push-ups looked all right. Just um, lift my head up a little bit and try to concentrate on getting the chest down and you're feeling a nice stretch in through the chest. Yep. Okay. Troy, your turn. Your okay. turn. Okay. I need some feedback too now. So. <laughs> See, he had an advantage here because he heard all the coaching cues for, for Scott. Yeah, now he's trying to pretend like this is how he always does push-ups. I'm doing it. I'm not making this up. It's all good. I believe you. I do. See, I've been practicing these at home in preparation for our competition. Here, Well, in in that case, let's just turn on the metronome. Oh! oh no. See, I already did like 10, so I don't know. You did such a great job. He has confidence that you can do the test now. <laughs> Quite impressive. Big smiles all the way around. Thanks, sir. All right, hold up. Uh, Producer Mitch for Who Cares About Men's Health, uh, you have a question. What's your question? Okay, so I can't do push-ups. Like, I am max 10, and then I'm dying, and I just need to take a break. Like, if I'm trying to work up to get more push-ups, like, is it, what do I do? Do I just, like, start on the knees? Do I, like... One, you can start on your knees to okay. increase your volume. But, you know, I, I got to go back to the Arnold Encyclopedia again. Because he talks about these cumulative sets where you choose a number, mm. and you take as many sets as you need to get to that number with great technique. Okay, so, like, do them all day? So, <laughs> if that works for you, okay. but let's say you wanted to do 40 push-ups and that was your goal. Mm. So in your first set, do as many as you can with great technique, mm. pause and rest. And when you're ready to go, you go again, write down your reps in each set. And then the next time you try it, try to do a few more push-ups and try to complete your 40 reps in fewer sets. Okay. I like that. Um, Mitch, let's see a push-up. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, poor Mitch. We're all friends here. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, I mean, how often do you have the opportunity to have the University of Utah head guru of sports... Take advantage. Critique your push-up. I, mean, I mean, that just doesn't happen. How much money would you charge for this? Like at a session or a seminar? <laughs> We're all about free advice here. So that's, that's our motivation for doing this podcast. Wow. You've got a lot of stuff in your pockets, Mitch. <laughs> Mitch is like... <laughs> he, he, he actually does have quite a fat billfold, unlike Scott, but... Yeah, there's a right, phone, there's keys. heading down to do some push-ups. He's hey, covering his crack with a shirt, which is always good. sneakers, blue jeans, not a dress shirt. Okay, so did you guys see what happened there? Did you, did you see how your hips dropped a little bit at the bottom? Sure. So let's do your next push-up and try not to let those hips drop like that. Okay. And back up. Good. That's a nice. great push-up. That's, That's great form. I feel the difference, but I'm already shaking. Okay, now let's go from your knees, just like you said. Let's try it from your knees, and that's going to allow you to maintain a great 
chest exercise and you may feel better about that and remember chin up a little bit and try to touch your chest great job okay he's got it nice <laughs> that's where you got to start i mean it's like <laughs> and you know what there's another thing that you can do you actually gain a lot of strength from just doing the negative portion of an exercise you're so talking you're the drop down. Yeah, we call that eccentric, uh, an eccentric muscle contraction, but mm -hmm. commonly referred to as the negative. Mm -hmm. So if you are actually stronger in a negative than you are when you're in the positive. So if you don't have the strength for the positive yet, doing the negatives and then resetting and just doing the There's negatives is a great way to bridge the gap yeah. into being able to perform the exercise concentrically or the positive. Mm -hmm. Which I've been yes. trying to do with my pull-ups. Um, after I can't do pull-ups anymore, so I will you just jump. Let yourself down. I will jump so I can get to that top position, and then I just resist okay. as much as possible and do a couple of those. How many pull-ups are you doing? Um, how much you bench? <laughs> is that what this is about? <laughs> a lot of people struggle. Like a lot of people can't even do a pull-up. It's not like you're doing a lot of pull-ups. Um, what's this called? Is this a chin-up when you've got your palms facing you? I re often refer to that That's as a chin-up chin or an right? underhand grip so, pull-up. So like fresh, not doing any other exercises with a little bit of warm-up, I can do five or six right now. That's great. Five or six positives. Yeah, a lot of people can't even Now the pull-ups pull where you have your palms facing out and your arms a little bit wider... That's a lot harder for me to do. It I can only harder. do a couple of those. It so is harder. I really work on the negatives on those. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway. I love how there's like a little bit of like friendly competitive curiosity here about oh, yeah. how many push-ups and pull-ups people can do in the room. Yes. <laughs> there is there is some competition here. We are we are going to have a push-up competition at some point. Like as you mentioned, we may not be ready for this yet. <laughs> now that you've assessed our form, I think we've taken a step toward that. Um, so this you is think good. we could choreograph this a little bit more, like get some headbands and some like maybe some eighties <laughs> workout shorts and like whistles and like, wow, he's been here one session timers and, buzzers. and he's already trying to figure out how to make us but look I, foolish. Yeah, I know, but that's, you know, that's half of what we do here it is, is just look foolish and let bring people in who actually know what they're doing. So I want to bring this back around to the study. The whole reason we were doing push-ups not only because it's a great exercise, but because of the study that we first talked about that, you know, the indication, if you can do 40 push-ups, you have a, uh, quite a bit reduced risk of cardiovascular incidents. Why is that? That's such an interesting number, Dr. Manson. Normally doctors go on blood pressure, BMI, those sorts of things. The push-up seems to be independent of that. Like people with even high BMIs that are not muscular, this applied to in this research as well. Is that correct? So I think the conclusion from this study was that push-ups were an indicator of overall fitness. I think it's such a, you know, an engaging exercises where it, in, in, it engages so many different muscles. And I think at that rate, at one push-up per second, 40 push-ups total, that's pretty quick. It becomes even much more of a cardio exercise. If you try and do that, you're not just going to be feeling like, okay, I'm working my muscles. You're breathing pretty fast if you ever try and do that. So I think it became almost like a stress test for these firefighters as well. If they could do that and they felt okay doing it. Those who did it had a lower risk of cardiovascular disease. And maybe Ernie, you may have some other thoughts on that. And you've probably seen some of these assessments done or have done similar things. I think like the point might even be it's just like in order to do that many push-ups that quickly you have to have a certain level of physical fitness which means you've got some habits built into your life that you're following that would have been my gut instinct i i don't know this research i'm not familiar with it but if you were to ask me to just take a shot in the dark i would just say that those individuals have some acts of living that cause them to be more physically active to, to be able to just step in and do rip off 40 push-ups at a high rate 
I, I would just say that they're physically active and they do things that allow them to do that. And that facilitates the ability to just jump in and do that. And I think yeah. we should jump back to, you don't have to do 40 pushups right now if you're not at that point. You don't. You know, just start working on them. The, I think what Ernie said is the important thing. Just start becoming more active. Start doing a few strength training exercises. You know, do your cardiovascular exercises. Just become more active and, and, and incorporate push-ups and, you know, those will come. And the flip side of that, like Ernie said, also, it's not just, you know, you don't just go out and just start doing push-ups now and just focusing on push-ups because if I can do 40 push-ups, I'm going to live longer. <laughs> it's more a marker, I think, as you mentioned, Ernie, of, of their full lifestyle and their general fitness and the fact they're doing all sorts of other things as well. Yeah. And that's another thing about this is if you, it doesn't just have to be resistance exercise. It's about choosing more active activities, just being more active and choosing things you like to do that. Ernie, thank you so much for being our uh, push-up coach today. We're, uh, again, I think we used a bazooka to kill an ant here by bringing in the head guru of sports science for hey, the whole University we'll of Utah. It. That was awesome. But uh, thanks for being on the show and walking us through this, and thanks for caring about men's health. Thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Ernie. Paging Dr. Troy Madsen to Scope Studio for ER or Not. Time for ER or Not. That's a segment on the show where I throw out a scenario you at home play along and decide whether or not you would go to the ER for that. And Dr. Madsen's going to give us the definitive answer on whether or not you were right. So today's ER or not, you are uh, kicked in the crotch, kicked in the groin, the love zone, or maybe you were on your mountain bike and you fell. Uh, I think the term is you racked yourself. Ooh. Is that what you would have said? I don't I think I've ever used the term I've racked myself. Racked myself? No, I can't say I have ever racked myself. Yeah. But... I have been kicked. Oh, yes, yeah, as, as a youth, very traumatic experiences. But So the question is, the nards. The nar we will call them the nards. <laughs> I went I through every single word that yeah. I've, I've referred to them as, and that seemed to be the easiest one for me to say. That's okay. Uh, have taken some sort of trauma, yeah. ER or not. Because it I, hurts. And a lot of times that's the first thing I want to do is go to the ER and say, are they going to be okay? Yeah. I mean, if it hurts and it's continuing to hurt and it's not just that initial sting followed by an ache, but it's a severe pain, you need to go to the ER. It's not an urgent care thing. It's not something you can necessarily call your doctor and get seen in three or four days for. The big concern here is testicular torsion. And we've talked about that before on the podcast, but that's where the testicle gets twisted it cuts off the blood supply. And when that blood supply gets cut off, you've got about six hours, you know, plus or minus to get that surgically corrected. And the only way to really know if that blood supply is cut off is to go to the ER and get an ultrasound done. So that's the reason it's a really sort of a time sensitive thing. We'll think of it as a stroke of the testicle. Okay. <laughs> it's the same idea though. You know, it's like you think of strokes. Uh, it's a time sensitive thing. You need to restore the blood flow to the yeah. brain. It's the same idea with the testicle. If there's no blood supply, it's going to die and it's not going to come back. So yeah, if it's something where you fall, you hit your testicles, you've got some pain, but yeah, it aches, but I'm feeling better. Like how long should it take in normal circumstances for that to kind of go away? I mean, it's going to hurt, but if it severely hurts for at least, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour, I think you really need to get it checked out. Okay. And so, again, it's the ER. It's not an urgent care. And if it is getting better over that course of time... Mm, yeah, probably, it's okay. a judgment call. I mean, if you're okay. having a hard time walking around because of so much pain, you, you know, and if you look and you got a lot of swelling down there, um, and it's it's tough because it's I don't want to say yeah, if it's getting better, you're fine. Technically, it could be getting better, but still be hurting quite a bit 
and you could have a testicular torsion. My feeling is if it hurts a lot and it's distracting because of the pain, you need to get it checked out. We see plenty of people in the ER who come in for ultrasounds, have a normal ultrasound. So it's not a big deal to come in. We'll get you right back and get it checked out. But you really need that ultrasound. It's a segment we call housekeeping because we don't have a better name for it. Matter of business. We called it the post-game report. <laughs> remember? Post-game report. That's I, what I called it. No, and I don't you didn't really like feel, it. No, I don't know that that's You're not what it into is. It. Okay. Anyway, this is the point in the podcast where we talk about a couple of things that may be of interest to you. Uh, thing number one, uh, the push-up competition. I don't know if it was really a competition. We just wanted to see it's if more we of could a test with the push-up test. Uh, we did not have time to include it in the episode, but if you go to facebook.com slash who cares men's health, you can actually see see us in all of our push-up glory. Oh, it's 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 a riveting competition. Too. You need to <laughs> I mean, see this. Who wouldn't want to watch a couple of guys doing some push-ups? Yeah, and Scott is very proud of his push-ups, by the way. <laughs> he has made clear that my push-ups were inferior to his, so you need to watch this to see the outcome. It's, yep. it's uh, Yeah, it's, it's a, a great moment in sports. We'll call it, we'll call it sporting. <laughs> push-up sporting. All right, thing number two. We're still doing the contest to give away the direct-to-consumer genetic tests that we're giving, the family history, and then also you'll get a check of your family health history as well. And the way you can enter that contest is you go to facebook.com slash whocaresmenshealth, and we have it pinned up there where you'll see where to enter the contest. And then you can also go to whocaresmenshealth.com, and there's a little pop-up that will come up, and you just register there. And we, we ask you a few questions, and then you'll be entered to win... The genetics test. Mm-hmm. All right. And this I, is, yep, this is the one we're giving away. Scott's going to do it and whoever else wants to do it. So we have talked a little bit about some of the risks of testing. So we'll get into that more, but it'll be interesting to see who's interested and, and what they're hoping to get out of it. So I wanted to share some of the responses that we've gotten so far, because one of the questions we do ask is, uh, why are you interested in this genetics test? So here's a couple of them to learn if I have a chance of getting diseases like my parents and grandparents had. I hope to prevent them. Hmm, that seems like a pretty legitimate reason. Yeah. I don't know if they can be entirely prevented, but I mean, you can make some lifestyle cho- choices and changes that could potentially reduce the chances. Well, that's why I did my test. I yeah. just wanted to, I had some ideas that I might have something come down the pipeline and to prepare for it. That's good. I think that's a reason a lot of people take this. Hmm. Um, I was adopted and I would like to know information about my health. That's great because you're not able to get a family history Mm -hmm. because you don't necessarily know who your family is. So perhaps this will give them some insight into their health. Uh, want to know the unknown in my family. Grandparents are gone and unknown past. They always kept it a secret. Oh, wow. Family skeletons in the closet. That that one's intriguing. Your dad's not your dad. Like we talked about last week. Oh, wow. Um, And Mitch, you have the same thing. Like your family doesn't share any of their health history, do they? Oh, not the extended family. It's stuck. Like my parents are very vocal about here's what's going on with me. Here's what you need to know. But when you go one generation back, it's like a black hole of information. They just don't want to share it. I don't know. Yeah. Because really that's, I mean, that's one of the, the best things anybody can do is to actually go talk to your relatives and find out what your family history is sure because you know oftentimes that's something you might be faced with yeah we had an aunt that referred to a heart murmur that was chronic as the flutters oh you're having the flutters oh. like oh my god and it just came up 
Oh. Right. And, and not, not, not with me, but with another family member. And may have had a history of atrial fibrillation or yeah. atrial flutter or something. Yeah. And but yeah, didn't have information at all. Never talked about it. Yeah. And from a communication standpoint, that's interesting too, because uh, uh, while talking about a family history, they might downplay stuff like that and say, oh, it's the yeah. flutters. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> Dr. Madsen would say it's probably something more serious right. than the I flutters. Got, I got the droop again. <laughs> <laughs> the facial droop. Could be a stroke. Could right. be a mini stroke or a stroke. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, one of the uh, entrants wants to see their athletic genes. I don't know quite what that means, but <laughs> so they wanted to print it out the whole G GTAC combination. Like, look how athletic I am. These are, these are my genes. I like it. I like it. All right. So if you would like to enter to win, mm. please do so either at our website, who cares, men's health.com or facebook.com slash who cares, men's health to win that direct consumer genetic test. And we will draw a winner here in the next couple weeks. All right. It is called just going to leave this here. That is where we talk about something it might have something to do with health it might just be some random thought that's passing through our mind at the moment just gonna leave this here troy please start while i think of one <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna give you some time to think here but you know there's a certain rule of the trail when you're out in the woods you don't steal people's stuff true i mean if you're out hiking and let's say you get too hot do you feel comfortable with, like taking your jacket off out would in the woods never do that you never would because you think it'd be stolen that. wrap it around my waist put it in my really? backpack so when i run i run and i carry snowshoes on my back and a backpack and then i stop at the trailhead and i put, put the backpack on a post and i put my snowshoes on someone stole my backpack oh so this wasn't just a coat because i might see a coat and go oh somebody lost their coat or left their coat out here this was a backpack yeah, yeah that's someone not cool just, someone just took it and it was within a period of about 20 minutes when i had gone up the trail with my dog and came back and the backpack was gone and i couldn't believe it did you check the lost and found there was no lost and found <laughs> there in the woods there is no lost really? and found. there's not no there is there's no not lost some deer found. that yeah know. some some no. deer lost and found anyway it was frustrating i I'm mean sorry. it kind of shakes you and it makes you feel kind of violated and, yeah you know i'm like why would someone just take a backpack that clearly you know people leave stuff on trails like and it's not uncommon there if their kids are hot they'll put a coat on the side hmm. so anyway it was frustrating I'm still, you know, working on the faith in humanity. That shook it a little bit there, but most people are good, I think. Some people, eh, maybe questionable. Some people have a new backpack. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> right. Someone has a new backpack. Other people so. have a new backpack. What, what can you say? Just going to leave this here. Uh, I'm into amateur photography, and uh, lately I've been kind of experimenting with uh, bird photography. Hmm. Uh, went out to, we've got a couple of really cool bird refuges here. We've got the Bear River oh, Migratory huge. Bird Refuge. And then yeah. um, there's another one who, which is escaping my mind at this point. Uh, but the point is I come back home. This is how good of a bird photographer I am. I come back home with more landscape shots than shots of birds at this point. <laughs> Was that intentional? You missed the bird? <laughs> I just got the landscape. I'm just, uh, I'm just not getting the birds. <laughs> so I'm working it out and it's been, uh, it's been a really challenging, fun thing to but do. But you went up to the, the refuge there to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing yeah. I do love about photography. It's an excuse to get out and yeah. go do some stuff. So that's such a cool place. I don't know that I ever would have gone there if yeah. it wasn't for the fact that I'm kind of into photography and kind of want to do that. So yeah. anyway. So not a whole lot of photography to show but a nice experience but a good experience nonetheless, nonetheless yes yeah. all right it is time for the things that people say at the end of podcast because we are at the end of ours going to kick this off with thank you very much for listening and reach out by emailing us hello at the scope radio.com or you can go to facebook.com slash who cares about men's health and leave a message there our website is who cares about who cares men's health.com uh, you can subscribe through itunes google play spotify um, whatever works for you, we'd love to have you listen. 
would be great to hear your feedback. And thanks for listening. And thanks for caring about men's health.